0: Greetings and welcome back to it. Good to have you here. Indeed, your Samfiru is your guy. As always, Samfiru to mark an LLP. Most positively reviewed law firm in the country. The email, which we're going to uh, focus on heavily uh, on the show over the next half hour, that is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But uh, you want to reach out uh, beyond that through email as well as a phone call to Lior and his team, one 821 5900 pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is at your disposal as well. Lior, case of the day, what's going on with you?
1: Hey, Johnny. Great to be here as usual. Great to talk employment law. And, you know, we want to take this opportunity to reach as many people as possible to answer some questions and to make you feel better about your workplace rights. And, you know, some, some for some of us, work is great. For some of us, everything's going just fine at work and our boss is happy with us. We're happy with the boss, treated well. And that's great. That's awesome. That's terrific. But there are many people, unfortunately, where things are not going as well. Maybe your boss did something that you're not sure they're allowed to. Maybe you're not being treated properly or you think that they're pushing you out. Maybe you have been pushed out. Well, for all those individuals, you should know that there are answers, there are solutions. We have excellent laws in this province to protect employees. And those that say that we don't, frankly, just don't necessarily know or appreciate what those laws are. And a good place to start to get that understanding is right here on the show. And whether it's something you've always wondered or maybe something that just came up today, whatever the issue, whatever the problem, if it touches on your job and your workplace, you're listening to the right show and you're in the right place to get those answers. And of course, beyond today's show, if you want to connect with me, of course, phone and email, always welcome, always encouraged. And we'll give you that contact information a few times throughout the show. Now that we know that case of the day, uh, I always like to start there. I, uh, every Wednesday, I do a live stream that airs on uh, Facebook and YouTube and Reddit and LinkedIn, all kinds of places, and people log on and ask me questions live, and the uh, question that I was asked today by a gentleman that logged on to uh, to the live stream was this. He said that his company was cutting costs, and uh, in, in cutting costs, they uh, let people go, but rather than uh, replace them because they were cutting costs, they decided to reassign uh, duties. They reassigned those duties amongst other employees. So for him, that meant that he was doing the job of two people now. But what that also meant is that he had to work longer hours. He had to answer emails after work and on weekend, It was a very big deal for him. And of course, not to mention, he wasn't getting any more pay. So he really wanted to know if his employer can do that to him. The answer is, well, no. They cannot, because this is impacting him significantly, because now instead of his regular hours of work, he has to work extra hours, and he has to do work on the weekends, which he didn't have to before, just to catch up. Well, no, that's now a significant change to the terms of his employment, and of course that means constructive dismissal. So remember, he wasn't demoted, his pay wasn't cut they just gave him a lot more responsibilities. They gave him essentially the job of another person. So he's doing the job of two people now. Because it's impacting him significantly, constructive dismissal, he has the ability to say, by putting me in this situation, by changing the terms of, my, of employment in this way, I'm looking at it as a termination. Now company, you must pay me my full severance. Now this person has been there for 15 years, a long time. He could be owed as much as 18 months pay. So uh, that's how that works. But I wanted to remind everyone, there, are all employees that, you know, a kind of a classic constructive dismissal is a situation where you've been demoted, your pay was cut, your hours were reduced. But that's not the only type of constructive dismissal. If your employers put a lot more on your plate, not more money, they change the terms of employment by doing all that, that absolutely can still be illegal. It could absolutely still just be a constructive dismissal.
0: What if you're in a bit of a hard place, so you like uh, you like the gig, you like the uh, people you've been working with for years, so you might want to accept a little bit more, but you're you're afraid that if you know you kick that door open, it's going to be a, a run right through it. What do you do in that case?
1: Well, the, that, that is really the riskier is that now they gave him the job of two people. He'll kind of grin and bear it and continue working. Well by doing that, he's now opening the door. They can give him the job of three people and four people, and he won't be able to say constructive dismissal because he accepted it. So what he can do is say, well, listen, I don't know how bad this is going to be or if it's going to be as bad as I think. So I'm going to try it for the for a few weeks and see how it is and tell his employer in writing that he's going to do that. And if it turns out that's not too bad, he's happy, great, no problem. If it is as bad as he thinks, he can still pursue a constructive dismissal, but he has to put it in writing that he's just trying it for a little while
0: let's get one quick call in before we uh we take a break and we'll uh we'll do that uh that right now who we got first up we got uh chris hanging out chris thanks for taking the time pal how are you
2: good man how are you today hey leor how are you good chris how are you good good Uh um, on- we we are a good employer to two, 200 people um employees first we've had a um we had to hand out uh a, some disciplinary action, though. Um, a little while ago, um, nothing that was. It was just a, um, if we have to talk about this this further. Here are the expectations. We need to talk about this further. Um, there'll be formal formal write up. So there was, you know, just a warning shot across across the bow to to you know get get back in the game kind of idea. Um, and what was going on was it, it was nonsense. So it, it needed to stop two uh, two days later the doctor note showed up mm-hmm. um on 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 stress leave and we're now uh you know, essentially uh, we're we're held hostage it, it,
3: what i mean I it could, is I obviously could,
1: a, a very frustrating scenario and i've seen this happen you know a number of times so Here's number one, what you can do. You can kind of hold the doctor's feet to the fire a bit. And what I mean by that is you can ask the doctor for some more information. What I mean by that is this, you can write to the doctor and to to provide your information about, you know, how long this person is expected to be out. Uh, Is there accommodation that they could be receiving? So it's very easy for a doctor to just write a note, the person's off work. Sometimes once you kind of make them work a bit and give you additional information, things can change Now, assuming the doctor responds, ultimately, yes, you do have to follow what the doctor says, and if this means this person goes off work, then they go off work. You are allowed to run your business. So what I mean by that is if this person is going to be off for a while, but you need that position filled because, again, you got a business to run, it's okay to hire someone for that position. What happens then is when this person is ready to come back to work, you have to try to find this person a job. If you cannot, you've tried, but legitimately you cannot. At that point, you can terminate employment. But you are allowed to run your business. You don't have to suffer, if you will. Uh, you can replace that person if that's what you need to for business reasons. But a good place to start maybe to write to the doctor with some, to get some additional information. Right. I can help you put that together if you'd like. I've done this many times. Uh, so those are just a couple of ideas as to how to deal with this.
2: Quick question, may I? Yep, quickly. Um, when you say we can hire, is it based like a maternity leave that that person, when they come back, needs to be in the role no. that they left?
1: So, no, you, you're not required to fire the new person when the person comes back from a leave. With the maternity leave, you are required to. Right. but In this case, you're not. So if, if the position that the, the old person had doesn't exist anymore because someone else is doing it, you have to see, is there another position, a similar position that you can find? If yep. you've tried and you've looked and there isn't, then and only then are you able to terminate.
2: We would be more than happy to do any of those things, but the position right now is we're trying to be kind, but you know we're we're shackled, and, and the business mm-hmm. is suffering. That department is suffering.
1: So give me a call off air, Chris. Let's you and I chat about this and, and put some uh, in place a plan for you. But there's certainly things that you can do.
0: Chris, appreciate the time. Here is that number to go uh, to go forward. Right, one eight five five eight two one. 5,900 short break, right back at it. Alex, I see you there. Stand by. You're up next. Employment Law Show continues. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, sir. What's on your mind?
4: Okay, I have a question. I work for a truck company, and uh, in our job, we have a betting position. That's what we uh, we want to do as for work. There's drivers. I work for a truck company. Some drivers can bet to go on the highway. Some bet. Um, you guys know what shunters are? They're yard movers. We move trailers from. So, there's shunter, warehouse shunters. And there's plant chanters, right? So if we are short at the plant and some of these warehouse drivers have been trained to work at the plant, and if the company asks them, requires them to go help work at the plant because we're short, can they refuse to work? We're not unionized.
1: So I'm assuming this is something the company's always done?
4: Not always. It's just that because we're short of drivers, we requires the drivers that have been trained to work in the other side of the warehouse to go work there, but they're refusing. Are they allowed?
1: No. It sounds like a generally a reasonable request. So to me, this will be a situation potentially that if they refuse, that could be cause for a disciplinary action. So it's not the type of a situation where the the, the request by the company is so unreasonable that you can just say no and and there would be no repercussions i could see this being something that if if someone refuses there would be discipline
5: so there, so so if they
4: still say no after the company requires them and to go help out is that refusal work
1: well no that that's that's essentially insubordination Meaning okay. that the company can discipline them, warn, suspend, and potentially even at some point terminate them if that happens again. So uh, that's what it would be. What we we'll call that insubordination—you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing.
4: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the help.
0: Alex, thank you for uh, for reaching out, and we are uh, moving on down the line to uh, to Tracy. Hi, Tracy. You're up next. Good evening.
3: Hi. Good evening. Hi, Lior. Uh Hi there. Quick, uh, Quick question, I've tried to get a hold of you, but I haven't been able to kind of meet that mark. but I am on accommodations uh, for mental health purposes. I do do frontline work, 24 hour shifts. Um, so on just two of the six rotations we can their phone shifts. So my doctor has written me to do those from home. Um, This has been going on. They changed the policy after that, so then my doctor had to redo. She did six months, but I'm not getting them. They are giving them, like, so uh, they're plotting my vacation during those times, even though it's not the rotation. They're calling it equity, and they really just don't want to assist me kind of with this, I find. I'm just at a roadblock every day, always, you know. So, I've heard you all talk about accommodations. There is no undue hardship at all, and I'm just wondering at this point, like, what happens now because they're not honoring it the way I believe they should.
1: Tracy, are you a part of a union?
3: No, I'm not. It's a not-for-profit.
1: Okay. So, ultimately, they have to follow what your doctor says if if it's at all possible for them to do that. So if your doctor says you need this type of accommodation or that type of accommodation, if it's possible for them to make it happen, they have to make it happen. It's not discretionary. It's not optional. So I I, I didn't understand the exact scenario, but ultimately it comes down to that. If you have a doctor's note saying you need X and Y and they're not doing that, then a letter from me is going to solve it. A letter from me is going to give them the, the, the kick in the rear end, if you will, that will get them to, to do what they're supposed to. So that's all I can tell you is you have a doctors, so they have to comply with it. If they
3: don't comply with it,
1: I want you to connect with me off air and let me help you.
3: Okay, and if you're doing like just kind of shady ways to get around it, like plotting, changing the rotation to ensure you don't get that shift. Um, our program has to keep going, but I just see I've been in the HR so many times and I can't get them to understand my needs. So I will give you a call, or I have, I guess, the intake department. I called a couple times, but um, I guess I'll book the appointment and do that uh, to Perfect. get the letter. Okay. Exactly. I really yeah, appreciate Let's, let's that. connect.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: happy to connect and, and look forward to, uh, to you uh, reaching out.
5: Thank you. Uh,
0: Joseph, good evening
5: good evening thank you for taking my call
0: you bet what's up i have
5: been i have been on ltip since 2007. recently i received a letter from my carrier that come october when i turn 65 my benefits will cease i contacted the employer the employer at my own initiative and they responded telling me that i had three options number one was to take a pension number two was to get medical clearance and come back or number three was to resign and I'm wondering if I can contact my employer back and it's in our both our best interest and I negotiate a severance package with him
1: So Joseph uh, how long have you been there total?
5: 37 years
1: Okay and I take it that you're, uh, you're not able and your doctor would say that you're not able to go back to work?
5: Uh, he won't give me medical clearance No Okay, I got it, and and, and, and it's yeah, a specialist. Ahead. It's not it's not a regular GP. That's
1: fine. And is this a big company or a small company?
5: Um, it's over a hundred thousand employees.
1: Okay, got it. So it's a big company. So. So here's how this works. Ultimately, uh, you're out a specific amount of severance, and that is 34 weeks. This is a situation that we refer to as frustration of contract. Frustration of contract happens when you've been off uh, for a long time on a medical leave, and you're not going to be able to come back. At that point, the company... Uh, your employer only has to pay your minimum termination entitlements, which for you is 34 weeks. It's not 33 or 35, so there's no negotiating here. You're owed 34 weeks, so they have to pay you that. And obviously, you do have the option to go on pension, etc. Uh, but but that's the amount. So it's really not about negotiating with them. Uh, what we would do in that situation was simply send them a letter, and they would pay it very quickly. There's no, there's really nothing for them to debate here. But for you, it's exactly 34 weeks uh, what they would have to pay you.
5: Okay. Uh, could someone from your office call me and we can arrange uh, a meeting and uh, we can proceed from there? And you can you can advise me and, uh, if necessary, contact my employer. Yeah, as long as you left us your number here with the
1: call screener, then I'll have it and I can, I can have my office give you a call. Absolutely. You can also reach out to us as well. But happy to connect with you and help you get that. Obviously, 34 weeks pay is a lot of money. That's, yeah. you know, call it eight months or so. So uh, happy to help you with that.
0: Thanks, Joseph, for your time uh, tonight. Moving on down to uh, Frank. Hi, Frank. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. What's your question?
2: Uh, I have an employee. He's uh,
6: about, you know, he's early 70s. I was a great employee. Uh, had a bit of an accident last year at work. We did the whole workers comp thing and he was off for a quick bit of time and he returned back to work but he can't fulfill his job anymore we're in the construction industry um he was kind of like a site foreman but now he sits at work he can't really stand he can't uh go up and down ladders he can't really go up and down stairs but unfortunately he says that he needs the money financially so you know, being off is not an option. I tried talking to him about, you know, maybe time to retire, but that doesn't seem to be an option for him. So I'm just wondering if he can't fulfill his duties at work, I can't bring him into the office because we don't have any positions available. Um, what are my options? What, like, without.
1: So uh, has he given you a doctor's note outlining that he has uh, restrictions?
6: No, he refuses to think that he has restrictions. These are just physical okay. restrictions that everybody sees
2: at work.
1: So so, so that's, that's fine. So here's what you do, and this all has to be in writing, Frank, okay? If it's not in writing, it's, it's pointless. You have to give him a letter outlining, you know, here are the uh, requirements of your job, including the physical requirements. You need to be able to go from this point to this point. You need to be able to lift those items and put them over there. I, I know that he's supposed to know that, but it needs to be in writing. And, and you said that we're going to be monitoring that you're able to do that. If uh, if there's any issue and you, you feel that you cannot let us know, at that point, by the way, if he can't do it, he'd have to give you a doctor's note. If he can't do his job and he won't give you a doctor's note, frankly, you can terminate without any compensation. What right. I suspect would happen, what should, if I, if I was talking to him, what I would be telling him to do is to give you a doctor's note and outlining the limitations. At that point, you have to try to find a a job for him that meets those limitations. If you've absolutely tried, but there's absolutely nothing there, then you can put him off on a a leave of absence, uh, unpaid leave of absence. But he needs a doctor's note. If he won't do the job and won't give you a doctor's note, that's a very bad thing for him to do. But from your perspective right now, you need in writing to tell him, you know, here's some of the concerns we've had, here's the off the functions of your job and and we expect uh we expect them uh, we expect you to be able to do those
6: we even have some concerns too with him just at work i'm very concerned like like, look i love this guy so it's tough uh to see him in the situation that he's in but i have concerns with him getting injured at work um you know he's very unstable physically not mentally but physically uh, and I'm worried about him either getting hurt at work or possibly- okay, then then, then then here's what you do.
1: Th- then that that's a very good point here. So obviously, if you have these concerns, then I would uh, do it this way. Again, in the letter format, I would say, we're gonna put you off work paid for a week or even two weeks. Do it for do it that way, okay, and then say in, in this time, I need you to take this letter to the doctor to tell me that you're able to do this. In that letter, you're gonna outline his job duties. And you're not going to allow him to come back to work until he has his doctor either saying that he can or cannot do those things. If the doctor says, yeah, no problem, he can do that, then it is what it is. If the yeah. doctor says he can't, then we have to talk about what accommodation may be available. But I would not allow him to continue working if you have concerns about his safety or the safety of others. That trumps everything else. Let him go off work, pay him, give him a week or two, even two weeks to get the doctor's note. Do it right. Uh, okay. after after a week or two, if he still hasn't given you the doctor's, note, you, you don't have to continue paying him. So give him a reasonable time to get that doctor's note and then go from there, okay? But it has right. to be in writing, and he needs that doctor's note.
0: Okay.
6: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: You bet, Frank. Thank you. And uh, there will probably be a follow-up at some time, and uh, you know how to do that, one 821 Let's roll into an email, as promised. Uh, Fred says, guys, uh, my employer found out that I was looking for another job I was fired on the spot, and I've not been paid any severance. Am I still owed anything?
1: You know, I've actually gone this exact scenario or seen this scenario happen many times. Person is not really happy where he is. He's looking for another job. And company finds out and gets very upset. Oh, my God, how dare you look for another job where you work for us? And, you know, if you're so unhappy, then forget that you're you're gone today. Uh, Well, not so fast. Because by looking for another job, the employee is actually not doing anything wrong. He's not bre- breaking any workplace rules. He's not being insubordinate. So if the company wants him gone because he's looking for another job, they still have to pay him severance. So this is a question of severance. He's not doing anything wrong. Company's allowed to let him go. Remember, company can let him go mm-hmm. pretty much for any reason, but they have to pay him severance. So he's got to give me a call so I can help him get that severance. He should not have been let go without severance. No way.
0: So that's not time theft.
1: It's not what? Listen, if he's spending all his time at work looking for another right. job when he should be working, that's different. But if he yeah. you know, was uh, looking, calling people for another job and the company found out but it's not on their time, then if they want him gone, fair enough. But, yeah, they better write that severance check.
0: And we are done for another show back in tomorrow, 6.30. Join us then. And you know how to reach Lior now that we are done for now, 1-855-821-5900. Use that number. Email always help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that free and anonymous website, it's yours to use, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is it for the Employment Law Show for tonight. Enjoy your evening. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.